but here we stand 2,000 years later. And we're still a community of fools. Of that I am sure. But a community of fools for completely different reasons. A community of fools gathered together to worship a Lord who has not just stayed dead, but a Lord who came back to life, a community of fools gathered together to worship a life-filled Lord with a hope rooted in truth, rescued and freed from our sins because there was an Easter. See, here at Fellowship of Faith, we believe God has a message of good news for each and every one of us. And, and, and I got to tell you, why this message of good news sounds like a threat or like bad news on the lips of so many Christians is beyond me. But God calls it good news. And this good news is rooted in event that we celebrate here today. That Jesus was risen from the dead. That when those women, 2,000 years ago, on that first day of the week, took their spices and went to the tomb to anoint the body of a dead man who was, in fact, dead that they found that stone rolled away. And when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. It is the good news that God has for each of us that when those angels appeared by the side of that tomb and they said this, that it changed everything. It is the message of good news that God has for each of us. That we do not follow some dead leader, some dead God. That his body is not here. That he is risen. And when it says he has risen, it is not talking some kind of like lame, wishy-washy, sell-out, like my soul went to be with Jesus kind of thing. Or some other kind of lame substance. No, he came back to life. He was dead. The body was dead. And the body came back to life. And when he came back to life, he was transformed, risen, renewed, ushering in this new age of what God was breaking in upon the universe and that that changes everything. Here at FOF, we believe God has a message, a good news. It's a good news message for each of us that Jesus is risen from the dead and that means everything. Because I gotta tell you, you know, despite despite the rap it gets, despite the, the popular opinion that I kind of see out there, Christianity it's not a belief system. It's not a philosophy. It's not a set of ideas or a rule of faith. 
It's not a self-help plan or some kind of emotional therapy kind of venue that we enter into. It's not a political agenda. I mean, look, look, look. It gives perspective to all those things. It energizes those kinds of things. But at its heart, it is something so different. At its heart, Christianity is an event. An event that happened in history by which the world has been changed forever and can never go back to the same way again. And for those who believe it and live it, by God's grace are changed forever too and can never go back, thank God, to be the same way again either. See, to reduce Christianity, to reduce the good news that God has for you to anything less than the resurrection of Jesus is to gut it. It's to take it out at the knees and destroy every ounce of what it is. It's to make it something it is not. It is to make it nothing less than a community of fools gathering in an institution to worship a lifeless Lord, holding on to a false hope and propagating lies, deluding ourselves while we rot in our sin to take the resurrection away, is to miss everything. Worse, it's to prove ourselves deluded, or worse, to make ourselves liars, holding out false hope in the face of no hope at all. There's this early follower of Jesus who, who hated this movement called Christianity and hated this one called Jesus until he came face to face with Jesus, risen from the dead. Man, I wonder what that had to be like, you know? And he comes face to face. And it's this follower of Jesus who writes this, if Christ has not been raised. We of all people are most to be pitied. Because we prove ourselves nothing more than fools. Holding on to a false hope. If Christ has not been raised, and we hope for this life only. We have completely missed the good news of the event that changed history because today is a day about good news. There's so much bad news in life. But today is a day about good news that the one we are looking for is not dead. He's not in that tomb. He's risen. And that, that changes everything. And see, for, here us, for us here at FOF, we want to root ourselves in that. 
We want to ground ourselves in that. This is just a community of people from, from every background imaginable and every issue and piece of baggage brought in. Finding in that good news something real and transformative. And for that reason, we want to be grounded in that reality. We want it to be grounded in reality because God's good news is that Jesus risen from the dead is in fact nothing short of reality. And that means being real. Real about ourselves. Real in our own faith journey. Our questions, our struggles, our issues, our doubts. And our life with him. I want to I show you a paragraph here. It comes out of something deeply meaningful to me. It comes out of something that, 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 that this church has been birthed on. And, and it simply says this. That we have a desire to be real. That we believe the church needs to be a place where people can come and see that, that Christians are, are real people. Experiencing real joys, real passions, and, and real struggles. Because of this, what we want to do here is communicate with you as clearly and honestly as we can God's truth. To share it in, in just open and honest ways. And what we believe is that it's important to, to come together as a community and be honest about our shortcomings and authentic in our lives and sincere in what we teach. Because of that, we, we know, and we have to be, we want to be humble as a church and express our faith in a way that is genuine. Too often, Christianity is reduced to a set of feelings, to a mask, to a way of conducting yourself, to a way of putting yourself out there for people to see, or maybe even for my own eyes to see. But often very little more than a veneer or a mask, a far cry from the reality of what's inside. But see, we believe that Christianity is about something real, not just a good idea, but an event. And so that everything, everything has to find its way in reality. I mean, let me share with you what I mean by it. Let me share with you my reality. The last 10 days for me have been dark. I don't know why. Nothing particularly bad happened. Just had this dark, nasty spirit just clinging to me. That ever happened to you? You get those moments like the tar comes up from your soul and you can't really wash it off because tar sticks, doesn't it? And it's been kind of creating this, this little bit of, um, I don't want to overstate this, but almost kind of like this little like mini existential crisis because dang it, we're coming into Holy Week, right? I mean, this is it. This is the Super Bowl of the church year. I mean, we need to be on our game, right? We need to be filled with joy and help people experience this joy of all that Easter is supposed to bring. 
And I'm telling you, all I wanted to do was sleep and eat and then sleep some more. Don't look at me and don't talk to me. And if you do, it ain't going to be good when I'm around you. You ever have those kinds of times in your life? See, that's my reality right now. But it's Easter. We're supposed to be happy. Easter is a happy day. But you know what I kind of find? As good a thing as things like pastel and eggs and ham happen to be, they're just not really good anecdotes for a dark, suffering, sinful soul. And maybe that's a place that you happen to be. And it's been interesting this week because it made me remember something. Something that despite the fact of all the energy and all the time we put into doing stuff like this, that can still be so easily forgotten. And it made me remember this. Christ is risen anyway. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I feel. Because he's risen anyway. And that is what makes the difference. See, maybe you're here today and you're coming from the same place. Maybe today is supposed to be a happy day. The sun is out. It's April 1st, right? Spring is here. You're going to brunch. You're going to have the ham. You've colored the eggs. You're doing the hunts. You're doing all the things that are supposed to bring you joy. But you know, the reality is this. You're still depressed. You're still dark inside. She's still leaving you. Your life is still going nowhere. You're still sick. And all of this stuff that we put on the veneer just doesn't take it away. I'm here to tell you that today is about an event that changes everything. So that, believe me on this, as hard as it is, it doesn't matter. Because no matter what you feel and what you're facing, you can't take away the fact that Christ is risen anyway. And I tell you, what I found is that if you're looking for hope in those times for something inside, that hole only goes deeper and darker. To look for that hope on the inside is like looking for something in an abyss. What I found is I have to look for that hope outside. Not what's in me, but what's outside of me. That Christ is risen, and that event changes everything, and that makes all the difference. 
I love what, what, what that, that same writer of the New Testament that I shared with you earlier, that guy named Paul has to write. Look, look what he says. He says this. If anyone, 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 if anyone is in Christ, it just kind of like bubbles out of him. A new creation. It's not even like good English. <laughs> a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, a new creation. You are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. But I feel old. Yeah, I know. But I look old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I am old. I know. My soul is weathered and old. I know this feels so old. I know. But Christ is risen. And, oh, you could say it. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I wasn't setting you up, but <laughs> own it. <laughs> but he's risen, and that changes everything. And he tells you, no matter what you come in here with today, no matter who you are, no matter your past, no matter how you feel, what you're facing, what baggage you carry, or how deep the abyss in your soul happens to be. New baby. You're new. In Christ, you are new. Because what is true of him, he offers as a reality to be true to you. Come ride my coattails, he says. Come find your identity in me. Come follow in my wake. Come find what you're looking for, not inside yourself, but in me. This is the good news of God that this day is founded on. This is the good news that we believe. This is the good news that changes everything. This is the good news that Jesus brings. It's why that same guy, Paul, will write things like this. The message, the message of the cross, of Jesus' death and resurrection, the message is foolishness. It doesn't seem to make sense. It's foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who have found outside of themselves what they could not find within. To those who are being saved, it's nothing short of the power of God. Let me read the rest of this to you, because I just... Because it's awesome, and I just love how he goes with it. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached, to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs, and Gentiles look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified and Christ risen. A stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, to those whom God is calling, to you, who I can tell you this, God is calling even now, yeah, 
you. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God for the foolishness of God has proven itself and shown itself wiser than man's wisdom. The weakness of God stronger than man's strength. This is what we believe. This is the good news that today is founded on. That very early in the morning, when the women took their spices to go to that tomb to anoint the body of a dead Jesus, they found the stone rolled away They found the power of the living God. They found that he was not there. That he was risen. Welcome to the event that changes everything. You know, today we're going to We're going to sing a song. And before we do, I want to sample it with you today. Because what it seeks to do is, is play out and capture the essence of what it means that Christ was risen on that day. The band and the choir is going to start coming back up while I show you this to lead us in this today. But let me show you these words. Let them just kind of wash over you and sink over you today. It starts by saying this. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope, with no place to begin, God, your love made a way to let mercy come in when death was arrested. I love that line. When it was seized, when it was stopped, when death was arrested. And my life began. Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains. My orphan heart was given a name. My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. When death was arrested and my life began, oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me new. Now life begins with you. My hope, my prayer for you this, this Easter is that whatever you come here with today, In Jesus, that new life he has begins in you as well. Just simply accept it, receive it, thank him for it, praise him for it, worship through these words, sing it out to him, make it more than just a song we sing. Make it your heart cry today. Let's rise for this.